section thirty of some answered questions by abdul baha translated by laura clifford barney this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by cynthia moyer chapter seventy seven the right method of treating criminals question should a criminal be punished or forgiven and disregarded answer there are two sorts of retributory punishments one is vengeance the other chastisement man has not the right to take vengeance but the community has the right to punish the criminal and this punishment is intended to warn and to prevent so that no other person will dare to commit a like crime this punishment is for the protection of man's rights but it is not vengeance vengeance appeases the anger of the heart by opposing one evil to another this is not allowable for man has not the right to take vengeance but if criminals were entirely forgiven the order of the world would be upset so punishment is one of the essential necessities for the safety of communities but he who is oppressed by a transgressor has not the right to take vengeance on the contrary he should forgive and pardon for this is worthy of the world of man the communities must punish the oppressor the murderer the malefactor so as to warn and restrain others from committing like crimes but the most essential thing is that the people must be educated in such a way that no crimes will be committed for it is possible to educate the masses so effectively that they will avoid and shrink from perpetrating crimes so that the crime itself will appear to them as the greatest chastisement the utmost condemnation and torment therefore no crimes which require punishment will be committed we must speak of things that are possible of performance in this world there are many theories and high ideas on this subject but they are not practicable consequently we must speak of things that are feasible for example if some one oppresses injures and wrongs another and the wronged man retaliates this is vengeance and is censurable if the son of hamru kills the son of zaid zaid has not the right to kill the son of hamru if he does so this is vengeance if hamru dishonors zaid the latter has not the right to dishonor hamru if he does so this is vengeance and it is very reprehensible no rather he must return good for evil and not only forgive but also if possible be of service to his oppressor this conduct is worthy of man for what advantage does he gain by vengeance the two actions are equivalent if one action is reprehensible both are reprehensible the only difference is that one was committed first the other later 
but the community has the right of defense and of self-protection. Moreover, the community has no hatred nor animosity for the murderer. It imprisons or punishes him merely for the protection and security of others. It is not for the purpose of taking vengeance upon the murderer, but for the purpose of inflicting a punishment by which the community will be protected. If the community and the inheritors of the murdered one were to forgive and return good for evil, the cruel would be continually ill-treating others, and assassinations would continually occur. Vicious people, like wolves, would destroy the sheep of God. The community has no ill-will and rancor in the infliction of punishment, and it does not desire to appease the anger of the heart. Its purpose is by punishment to protect others, so that no atrocious actions may be committed. Thus, when Christ said, Whosoever shall smite thee on the right cheek, turn to him the left one also. It was for the purpose of teaching men not to take personal revenge. He did not mean that if a wolf should fall upon a flock of sheep and wish to destroy it, that the wolf should be encouraged to do so. No, if Christ had known that a wolf had entered the fold and was about to destroy the sheep, most certainly he would have prevented it. As forgiveness is one of the attributes of the merciful one, so also justice is one of the attributes of the Lord. The tent of existence is upheld upon the pillar of justice, and not upon forgiveness. The continuance of mankind depends upon justice, and not upon forgiveness. So if, at present, the law of pardon were practiced in all countries, in a short time the world would be disordered and the foundations of human life would crumble. For example, if the governments of Europe had not withstood the notorious Attila, he would not have left a single living man. Some people are like bloodthirsty wolves. If they see no punishment forthcoming, they will kill men merely for pleasure and diversion. One of the tyrants of Persia killed his tutor merely for the sake of making merry, for mere fun and sport. The famous Mutawakil, the Abbasid, having summoned his ministers, counselors, and functionaries to his presence, let loose a box full of scorpions in the assembly, and forbade any one to move. When the scorpions stung those present, he burst forth into boisterous laughter. To recapitulate, the constitution of the communities depends upon justice, not upon forgiveness. Then what Christ meant by forgiveness and pardon is not that when nations attack you, burn your homes, plunder your goods, assault your wives, children, and relatives, and violate your honor, you should be submissive in the presence of these tyrannical foes, and allow them to perform all their cruelties and oppressions. No, 
the words of christ refer to the conduct of two individuals towards each other if one person assaults another the injured one should forgive him but the communities must protect the rights of man so if someone assaults injures oppresses and wounds me i will offer no resistance and i will forgive him but if a person wishes to assault said manshadi sitting with us at table certainly i will prevent him although for the malefactor non-interference is apparently a kindness it would be an oppression to manshadi if at this moment a wild arab were to enter this place with a drawn sword wishing to assault wound and kill you most assuredly i would prevent him if i abandoned you to the arab that would not be justice but injustice but if he injure me personally i would forgive him one thing remains to be said it is that the communities are day and night occupied in making penal laws and in preparing and organizing instruments and means of punishment they build prisons make chains and fetters arrange places of exile and banishment and different kinds of hardships and tortures and think by these means to discipline criminals whereas in reality they are causing destruction of morals and perversion of characters the community on the contrary ought day and night to strive and endeavor with the utmost zeal and effort to accomplish the education of men to cause them day by day to progress and to increase in science and knowledge to acquire virtues to gain good morals and to avoid vices so that crimes may not occur at the present time the contrary prevails the community is always thinking of enforcing the penal laws and of preparing means of punishment instruments of death and chastisement places for imprisonment and banishment and they expect crimes to be committed this has a demoralizing effect but if the community would endeavor to educate the masses day by day knowledge and sciences would increase the understanding would be broadened the sensibilities developed customs would become good and morals normal in one word in all these classes of perfections there would be progress and there would be fewer crimes it has been ascertained that among civilized peoples crime is less frequent than among uncivilized that is to say among those who have acquired the true civilization which is divine civilization the civilization of those who unite all the spiritual and material perfections as ignorance is the cause of crimes the more knowledge and science increases the more crimes will diminish consider how often murder occurs among the barbarians of africa 
they even kill one another in order to eat each other's flesh and blood why do not such savageries occur in switzerland the reason is evident it is because education and virtues prevent them therefore the communities must think of preventing crimes rather than of rigorously punishing them End of section 30